the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Well, just five minutes after the hour of 5 p.m. here on this Wednesday, September 11th edition of Lifeline. A pleasant good afternoon. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Great to have the privilege to spend some time with you today as you head off from work back home or wherever you might be headed on this Wednesday afternoon. Awfully privileged to know that you've decided to take KFAX along. Craig Roberts with you. And um, next couple of hours, we're going to talk about a lot of important Important issues of the day. Coming up tonight, hour number two, um, we're also going to spay, spend some time paying homage uh, to not only many of the, the brave firemen and policemen and, and other emergency service personnel who gave of their lives on 9-11 in, of course, uh, September of 2001, uh, but also pay tribute to those who lost their lives in the Twin Towers. A special look back to September 11th. That'll be coming up tonight in hour number two of this edition of Lifeline. As we lead off the program tonight, um, there's another crisis, and it's a crisis that's very close to home and one that is growing very rapidly. You know, if you think of it, the Bay Area, as we all live here, is a region of extremes. You know that we have more billionaires per capita than anywhere else in the world? Think about that. More billionaires per capita than anywhere else in the world. But the Bay Area also has a homeless problem so severe that it rivals some third world nations. On any given day, you can see souped-up Lamborghinis and binged-out trophy wives in one part of the Bay Area, then just a few blocks over, see the misery of homelessness, mental illness, and drug addiction. Deep in many Bay Area communities that have turned parts of the Bay Region into a significant health crisis. And as the problem grows, residents find themselves at a crossroads. The compassion for those struggling is constantly being challenged by fear for their own safety and quality of life. It never has been this bad, say critics who are appalled that it's getting worse apparently day by day here in the Bay Area. What is no doubt equally frustrating is that public tax dollars and the hundreds of millions of dollars are spent each year to address the crisis, and yet the homelessness crowd continues to rise. What's to be done about all of this? This is the reality in which tens of thousands of people are living on the streets of the Bay Area every night. So the question is, do we just leave them there? Or are there solid answers that we can find, that we can provide to help pull them up and out of homelessness? Joining me today in studio to help us better understand both the problem and, more importantly, the solution, is John Anderson. John is president and chief executive officer of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, which has been dedicated to helping the homeless and impoverished of the Bay Area since 1965. And, um, Brother John, as always, great to have you with us. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be in the studio with you today. 
I guess most folks, whether you've read it in the headline news, seeing that population of homeless in San Francisco over year over year has increased 17%, or you've just noticed it near your job, where you travel, where you live, there seems to be more people begging on the streets, more people hanging out in doorways. And we look at all of this against a backdrop of some of the lowest unemployment rates that we've seen in decades, an economy that's that's roaring at, at many levels, even though it has its challenges. The economics of America seem to be well, fundamentally, and yet here we are with an increase of homelessness year over year over year. Worse so today in 2019 than it was at the peak of the economic crisis 10 years ago in 2009. So help us understand from your perspective in in working in the trenches in this area every day, what's going on here? To what do we attribute this apparent spike in homelessness, at least here in the Bay Area? Well, Craig, it is a a fascinating phenomenon, to say the least. Uh, I know that you mentioned and we've seen articles and reports that say that homelessness in San Francisco has increased by 17% since 2017. I think, honestly, the more realistic number, uh, if you're the casual observer uh, that was walking through the financial district of San Francisco or other parts of San Francisco two, three years ago, if you're like me, you look around and you say, 17%? 17%? No, it's more like a 100% increase mm. over what it was. Uh, the reasonings for that are as varied as the reasons for people being homeless in the first place. All right, let, let's talk about that. I think that's an important point to understand because if you're going to work toward helping to solve the problem, you, under, you need to understand what the problem is at its core, at its, at its root or genesis. I think traditionally sort of the idea is in the, in the broader understanding of the nomenclature, homelessness means you do not have a home. Many people say, well, that probably means because they can't afford one, because we can't, at least for the average person, really wrap our mind around the notion of people not wanting one. So if you don't have one, it's probably because you can't afford one. And that, I think, is juxtaposed against where the economy is today is where this creates some misunderstanding for people. They look at this and say, well, how can you be homeless when there are all these jobs unfilled? It's hard to understand and hard to explain at times. But the truth of the matter is, for someone to live in San Francisco itself, uh, you know, I, I, I had a staff member yesterday at the Bay Area Rescue Mission that told me, you know, my kids are just getting out of college. They're getting into business. And for them to be able to afford an inexpensive apartment in San Francisco, they're looking at $5,000 a month now. Uh, that's the rent, the utilities. The, that used to be a house payment for a nice home in Blackhawk in Danville. A very nice home, mm-hmm. uh, at least from my perspective. And so, yeah, the uh, the ability to have a, an inexpensive, quote-unquote, inexpensive apartment in San Francisco means that you need to be making one hundred and twenty to $160,000 a year. 
many of the people that are living on our streets today don't have the job skills, the education, the discipline, and the structure in their lives to come close to uh, having that kind of an income. So they've been literally priced out of the market, priced out of their homes. And I would imagine, John, for many listening right now, even the notion for themselves, for ourselves, that many of us live a paycheck-to-paycheck existence, which means today we have food on the table, we have a roof over our head, a car with gasoline, we can go to and from work, church, etc. But if we were to lose one paycheck because of illness or a loss of a job, that we could literally be so close to the precipice that we're 30 days away from being homeless. Very true. And then when you compound that factor with the truth of the matter that many of the homeless people that we have in the greater Bay Area, and by the way, there is more than 28,000 homeless people throughout the Bay Area wow. on any given night. So that, that's the Without size a, of, the, of the average uh, you know, Bay Area small-sized city. Exactly. Uh, and so it's not just a matter of being priced out of the market. There are the issues that many of our homeless citizens, uh, homeless people in the Bay Area, uh, haven't had the Christian upbringing uh, they have turned uh, uh, to trying to mask or, or cover their uh, pain, their guilt, their shame, their shortcomings with drugs, with alcohol. Uh, all these things become a factor and just make the situation worse. Is that a paradigm shift in the sense that historically we've thought of, of – um, drug abuse, substance abuse, as a gateway to homelessness. Are you suggesting that, certainly not in all cases, but in some cases the phenomenon we're seeing here in the Bay Area can be just the reverse, meaning you didn't start out with a substance abuse problem, but you lost your job, the economics of it all, overwhelming, trying to find not just a job, but a job that will pay enough for you to survive in the Bay Area, can oftentimes lead to, what, a level of frustration where people just turn to the bottle, they turn to pills because it helps to anesthetize some of the embarrassment, the, the, the guilt, the shame? Exactly the case. They, uh, they are looking for something to end the pain, the, the internal, the emotional, the psychiatric suffering, uh, and they will turn to the hardcore drugs. You know, it's one thing that uh, the state of California, different places have legalized marijuana, which uh, many people in the line of work that I am in, uh, trying to help the homeless and needy, still recognize that as a gateway drug. Uh, and so people are trying to find their own solutions and society in general uh, doesn't look to God doesn't look to Jesus anymore like they used to uh, God's not allowed in the schools you can't mention Christ in the public sector in, in many many venues today and yet so that's why at the Bay Area Rescue Mission we say that the heart of everything that we do is centered around sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
it's God that will add discipline, structure, and help people to overcome homelessness, its causes, and effects. Well, there's certainly one companion word to homelessness that seems to run across the board, whether the reason that an individual or a family perhaps is homeless because of difficult financial time, illness, alcohol addiction, mental illness, whatever it might be, and that is the one word that seems to always be the companion word to homelessness, and that is hopelessness. Exactly. And so when you combine the two together and say, well, I not only do not have a home, but I don't have any hope, and so then it becomes just this vicious cycle. For many people, it's, it's, a, it's a downward cycle, sometimes unto death. Exactly. Uh, many times leading to contemplation of suicide and even attempt and sometimes success mm. in putting an end to what they sadly consider uh, a miserably failed life. If you've just joined us, visiting with me today in studio is John Anderson, president and CEO of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Of course, we we talk a lot about this ministry here on KFAX because we believe it is a critical and important one, and one that's at a very important crossroads in the Bay Area experience. Um, There has indeed been, and we've all noticed it. Maybe we can't understand what the number means, but we certainly know as we traverse day-to-day, home, work, school, play, there's an increase of homeless people on the streets of just about any city in the Bay Area. So understanding how we address that problem means we need to understand some of the root causes. And as we're learning today from John Anderson, it's not as simplistic as it might seem. It's not as simple as saying, go out and get a job or relocate to somewhere else if you can't find a job here. So what ultimately becomes the, the, the um, sort of the plan of attack here to um, not just get homeless people off the streets and clean up the quote-unquote eyesore that, uh, that is certainly a, a bit of the agenda for some of our politicians, but rather to do the one thing that many people that are homeless don't have, and that is to give them hope again. And therein lies the real key, the motivator that can make all the difference in the world. We'll talk a bit about what that is as our conversation continues. Let me mention at this juncture, if I might, um, there's going to be a, a very special banquet. It will be the 54th anniversary celebratory banquet of the Bay Area Rescue Mission coming up on Friday, September the 26th um, at the Hilton Hotel in Concord. 27th. 27th. And you know what? I wrote 27th, and I said 26th. I'm glad, thank you for correcting me, John. I'm getting old here. I need to get new glasses, I think. Um, so coming up on Friday, September the 27th at the Concord Hilton, and you're going to love who the keynote speaker is. He's been a guest on this program before. Um, he's a man who grew up as the son of a notorious underboss of New York's feared Colombo crime family. You've no doubt heard about them. At his most affluent point in his involvement with the mob, he generated up to $8 million a week in income from criminal activities and vice. His was a life filled with power, luxury, and to be sure, deadly violence. At one point, mafia boss Michael Frenese was named one of the mob's biggest money earners since Al Capone himself. Michael will be sharing his amazing story from crime to Christ at the 54th anniversary banquet of the Bay Area Rescue Mission again Friday, September the 27th at 6 p.m. at the Concord Hilton. The bank will include um, hors d'oeuvres, a live auction, a wonderful dinner, and, of course, um, that talk by former mob boss 
Michael Franese. To get details and to um, reserve your seat, simply go to bayarearescue.org. That's bayarearescue.org. We take a time out. We'll get you updated on some traffic. Come back with more as our conversation with John Anderson from the Bay Area Rescue mission continues. Right now, though, we're going to check in with KFAX Traffic. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to the conversation in studio today with Reverend John Anderson, President, CEO of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We invited John to come in um, to to help us understand a bit about what's going on with these alarming trends. And if you've been following the news lately, um, over the last uh, many months, there have been an increasing number of news stories coming out in Bay Area newspapers. The Chronicle has covered it, San Jose Merck, Tribune, et cetera, et cetera, about the uptick in homelessness. And as you traverse from work to home and back and forth, you probably have noticed it too. Almost everywhere, even in the outlying so-called bedroom communities, we've seen it. So to what do we attribute this apparent spike? And, and most importantly, what are some of the solid answers, the solutions? Uh, John, it's been interesting to note that we've heard um, government leaders come in and say, well, we need to buy sheds and create tiny houses and little tiny villages and things of this sort. And, and they've, they've tried to get creative in some ways at addressing the, the housing problem. But as you're suggesting, this goes deeper than that. It goes much deeper, Craig. Uh, you know, the, the concept of provide the homeless with a home, a house, of whatever that might look like, uh, an apartment uh, complex, uh, tiny houses, a tent city, so to speak. But if you're not providing some kind of program, you know, you might get them off the street for a while, but... The truth of the matter is it's not really changing their lives. So you're suggesting that the homeless component here is not the issue. It's an issue. It's part of a bigger series. And it's going to vary from person to person, obviously. Of course. But it's a part of, an, of a bigger series of underlying issues then. The, the, bigger, the bigger part of that is uh, to bring about change in an individual's life, there has to be a motivating factor. I think that looking back 25, 30, 50 years ago, one of those motivating factors in our country, in our society, was that there were specific laws against vagrancy that motivated people to make a change in one way or another. Now, I'm not saying that we should go back to a Gestapo-type approach to homelessness and lock them up, but have the opportunity uh, not just to provide housing first and only, but if you're going to do, if you're going to provide housing like the Bay Area Rescue Mission does, you've got to have some kind of program. And, of course, we truly believe that the best program is one that's Bible-based, that brings God into people's hearts and lives through the person of Jesus Christ, and then disciple people so that they can become Christian members of our community. Is part of this issue here as well um, symptomatic of the growing 
drug problem that America has. I mean, we hear these stories, John, about the opioid crisis. We look at uh, what's happening at the borders, uh, the smuggling of heroin and cocaine and and uh, you know and then states like California, Washington and uh, Colorado that have legalized so-called you know uh, social marijuana use and and I have to wonder as the, this appearance of America as a nation having a significant drug problem at so many levels not to mention some of the more evil drugs like uh, your, your crack cocaine and, and methamphetamines and so forth. Uh, I, I just have to wonder if maybe this, this homeless issue then is indicative of the growing drug problem this nation is facing. It is, and it goes hand-in-hand hand to a certain degree with it. You know, the marijuana that was typical in the 1970s compared to what it is today, today's marijuana is said to be 10 to 25 times more potent than it was in the 70s. That, that brings about a significant effect. The fact that we legalize it and it gets into the hands of younger and younger people, it affects their learning abilities, their, their discipline, the structure in their life. They turn to drugs, harder drugs, the heroin, opium-based drugs, uh, along with the other quote-unquote, designer-type drugs. And what, what does our society do? It says, oh, we, we want to give you free needles so that when you do shoot up, you won't contract a, a horrible disease. And believe me, it's not that we want anyone to contract a horrible disease. But what are we thinking? Yeah, the message and that we're sending is certainly a mixed one at that. It, it is. You know, the truth of the matter is sin is sin. Uh, we, we turn away from God. We shut out Christ in our society, in our schools, in, in many aspects of our community. Uh, and I'm s- sad to say, especially here in the Bay Area, in more liberal-type places uh, where people are trying to be compassionate, but quite often compassionate without discipline, structure, and, and a Christian biblical mind frame uh, can often be more detrimental than it is helpful. And certainly we've seen that. I mean, even with our penal system uh, for, you know, minor tier drug infractions, they spend some time in jail. Uh, Maybe they go through a rehab program of some sort. More often than not, it doesn't stick. The rate of recidivism in the, 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 the public incarceration roles demonstrates how problematic the system is towards, quote-unquote, finding a cure. And, and I would suppose that's in large part because we're treating a symptom of the disease, so to speak. I'm putting – listeners can't see, but I'm using my air quotes here. We're treating a symptom of the disease. We're not treating the disease itself, meaning – um, the drug abuse, the addictive behavior, is an outgrowth of man's sinful condition. Yeah. You can treat a drug addiction and maybe even get some results for a while. Mm-hmm. But if the underlying causal effect of the sin condition doesn't get addressed, those old habits creep back in, and before you know it, that individual is right back in the same state that they started, and if not worse. Exactly. One of my uh, 
one of the men on our staff at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, Johnny Russell, shared with me the other day, he, he's in charge of programs and services at the Rescue Mission, uh, that he had looked up uh, the cost of housing uh, an inmate in the state of California. And it was, if I remember correctly, something like $296 every day. And out of that $296 that's spent to incarcerate someone in the state of California, $7 is used towards anything that is uh, rehabilitative in nature. Uh, of course, uh, being a state-type facility, zero is spent on anything religious mm-hmm. uh, at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, uh, where we are entirely privately funded, we basically spend $44.50 on all aspects of an individual in our long-term recovery program. So less than a quarter of the cost. Less than a quarter, maybe a fifth of the cost. Uh, and the results are extraordinarily different. Uh, the recidivism rate for uh, offenders in prison and jail is just about as high as our success rate is. Mm-hmm. So the numbers are just about the opposite. Uh, and yet everything that we're doing at the Bay Area Rescue Mission is centered around introducing people to Christ, discipling them, yes, providing the education, job skills, life skills, the other support things that they need uh, to be functional in society, but having the foundation of Christ. So at the end of the day, is is the end result here that as we have typically sort of tried to, in a secular fashion, address homelessness as the problem, that in fact it is is really the end result, it is, it is the symptom of the deeper problem? I think it is, uh, you know, and I've been doing this for almost 40 years now. Uh, involved in helping the homeless and desperately needy, 26 years here at the Bay Area Rescue Mission and 11 years at at the San Diego Rescue Mission. So not quite 40 years, but it's getting up there. And uh, from my lifetime of experience, uh, lives change when people have a solid foundation in Christ. When there's a heart change. Uh, Yeah. And if we make life so easy for the homeless that, uh, you know, yeah, you you can live on our streets, you can defecate, urinate uh, in the public, uh, and, you know, well-meaning people uh, say, well, they're homeless, they can't help it, we'll, we'll just... Look the other way, you, and it gets worse and worse. And you lower, you consistently lower the bar, and the lower the bar goes, the less effort then that an individual feels that they need to invest in themselves to try to confront their demons. And look, uh, look around the Bay Area. It's not just in the cities anymore. If you drive down Interstate 80, uh, you get to an overpass, you go by the baseball stadium or... Uh, any place that there's an open area, uh, and sometimes places where there's not an open area, you can find tent cities, shanty-type setups, uh, people in numbers that we would have been shocked at seeing 10, 15, 20 years ago. It sounds like, and, and we'll dive into this a little bit deeper when we come back after the timeout, but it, it, it sounds like what you're suggesting based on your years of experience— 
in this kind of ministry and and really on taking an honest analysis, engaging in honest analysis of the problem that we 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 typically try to treat homelessness as the problem when in fact homelessness is a symptom of the problem. The real core problem here is not homelessness, it's hopelessness. They sound alike, but they are very, very different. We're going to take a time out. We'll come back to more of our conversation. Let me mention once again that the the 54th anniversary celebration banquet of the Bay Area Rescue Mission is coming up on Friday, September the 27th. That'll be at the Concord Hilton at 6 p.m. And boy, have they got a wonderful keynote speaker. You have heard him on this program several times, a man who grew up the son of a notorious underboss of New York's very, to this day, feared Colombo crime family. At one point, at sort of the peak of his mob career, he generated up to $8 million a week in criminal activities and vice. In fact, he was at one point compared to be more successful of an earner than even Al Capone himself. Former mafia mob boss Michael Francesi will share his amazing story from crime to Christ at the 54th anniversary banquet of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Again, the date is Friday, September the 27th, 6 p.m. at the Concord Hilton. And to reserve your seats, simply go online to bayarearescue.org. That's bayarearescue.org. If you've caught Michael's testimony here on Lifeline. He's been a guest with us before. Uh, His is an amazing story. So come because you want to hear a good story. Invite some guests because you want to really expose them to an amazing story from crime to Christ. Uh, And join us for this very special 54th anniversary celebration. Again, Friday, September 27th, 6 p.m. at the Concord Hilton. Online for reservations at bayarearescue.org. That's bayarearescue.org. Update for you now on traffic at 538. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, we're back to the conversation. John Anderson, Executive Director of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, with us today. We've been talking about some alarming statistics. You've perhaps seen them. Many of the Bay Area newspapers have been reporting on this for the last five, six, seven months, and that is the growing homeless population issue. And as you uh, traverse uh, Bay Area roads, coming to and from work and church and whatnot, no doubt you've noticed the same thing, uh, that where there used to be kind of a a tenderloin San Francisco area that spread further and further out, and now there's barely a suburb in the Bay Area that you won't run into it. The question is, are, are we really taking the right approach? This is typically couched as a homeless problem, and so I suppose to the untrained mind, the, the answer is a very simplistic one. If they are homeless, let's make them home full by providing housing of some sort, be it a tent, be it a tiny home, be it uh, whatever, and that should fix the problem, right? Wrong. And as we're learning today from John Anderson, the, the homeless issue really is not the problem. It's a symptom of the greater problem that relates to changes in society, the alarming uptick in 
drug abuse, and I, I've even laughed as we've talked about you know walls on the southern border and dealing with um, uh, criminal activity related to the sale of uh, illicit drugs, and think, well, um, yeah, I hold the drug dealers responsible, but at the end of the day, let's face it, uh, they're business people like anybody else. They found a need, now they're filling it. They're, it's a matter of supply and demand. You're buying, I'm selling. Um, that isn't to say that they want to get off scot-free, but drug dealers wouldn't be in business if there weren't drug takers. And uh, most of the time, people will take drugs, especially if they are in the homeless population, because there is no hope. And so by taking drugs, it numbs the effect and It really of becomes a cycle then, too, doesn't it? I mean, it, it does. It, it guarantees you that you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. So you need to break the cycle. You need to change the paradigm. You need to bring God into people's lives. So does there need to be a fundamental paradigm shift here, in your opinion, John, as to how we as a society, as culture, as a government have approached the problem where we've typically seen it as a real estate issue? You need shelter. All right, we all need shelter. But that this needs to be, instead of a a housing problem approach, instead needs to be a, a um, um, programmatic approach meaning that let's address the underlying issues as to how you became homeless in the first place, which in some cases is high cost of living, loss of job, combination of the two. But is it fair to say in the overwhelming percentile of cases today, a lot of it stems to other issues, lack of life skills, drug addiction, things of this sort? People come to the Bay Area Rescue Mission uh, the average age of an adult has actually gotten a little bit older in the last five to ten years. Uh, you know, in the 60s, 70s, even before, the average age of a homeless person coming to a rescue mission like the Bay Area Rescue Mission would have been about 55 to 60 years old. This is almost and, sort of the old profile of the, the hobo. The exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the older alcoholic, uh, hardcore drug addict, heroin addict type individual that uh, looked like they, you know, six feet tall, weighed 110 pounds, and looked like they were next to death's door. Uh, and then uh, about 15 years ago, we saw those numbers dramatically change. They, they changed over a period of time. But uh, 15 years ago, the average age of a homeless person coming to the Bay Area Rescue Mission had dropped down to the point that it was under 30 years of age. Wow. Uh, well, you, you said something alarming to me, too, off the air, and that is that, that as much as we, again, kind of have, I think, a very uh, dated idea in mind as to what the profile of a homeless person is, you've indicated that a big part of the shift has been demographically to greater degrees or percentiles of women and children, families. Exactly. Uh, Fathers are not staying in families and in the lives of their kids like they used to years ago. So... Uh, moms and kids now make up about forty, about sixty percent of the homeless population. So, mother finds herself suddenly as a single parent, and then, as we described without earlier, skills. yeah, without skills or single parent, single job, 
one paycheck away from homelessness, suddenly illness, an accident on the job, whatever, they lose the job, they lose the money, they lose the home, and now they've joined the ranks of the homeless. Yeah, and many times it's uh, it, you know a mother that's escaping a very abusive mm-hmm. relationship, physically abusive, psychologically, uh, mentally abusive to the point that it's life-threatening not only for her, but for the children. She gets out for the sake of the kids, uh, maybe couch surface, surfs for a while. As long as they, you can. Yeah, until they wear out their welcome. Yeah. Lives in the car for a while. Uses up whatever social uh, you know, government support might be available. Uh, but nothing has really changed because there's no service or program available to bring about real lasting change. And oftentimes, too, doesn't even the government support fall far short? I mean, realistically speaking, so you have, uh, let's use the profile of a homeless woman with two children. Uh, the government's going to go along, come along and say, you know, we'll give you an emergency stipend of what would that number have to be? Uh, if it might be 800 a $1,000 a month, well, that kind of takes care of the food bill, maybe. So no government is handing out sixty and $90,000 a year emergency stipends that would really realistically be necessary to rent an apartment and, and put the, the kids area, to school in the sure. Bay Area. Yeah, the average of $3,500, $4,000 a month to rent an apartment, not including all the associated expenses. Yeah. It becomes untenable, and then no wonder people feel like they truly are stuck because they are. They're trapped. They're they're trapped. They're hopeless. Uh, they they need not just a handout, but the resources to be a hand up. And at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, uh, yeah, we we provide short term emergency shelter, long term recovery programs that are full time living programs. Yeah, we basically say that you need short-term emergency shelter. You need a meal. Come in. We we provide that. And short-term emergency shelter for us is getting you off the streets in a safe, secure shelter bed for thirty to ninety days. Uh, hopefully, an individual is able to take a look at that, either make some adjustments in their lives, and moved move on with other assistance uh, and not back into homelessness, or they choose to join the mission's long-term recovery discipleship training-type program where they receive education and job skills, life skills, uh, job placement at the end of the program. Uh, We assist them to save their money, save their resources, uh, once they've gotten their lives together so that they can move back out successfully and be community members. So this is um, this is really out of the necessity to break the cycle, to assist people out of an otherwise hopeless situation. And a lot of times it's not a matter of trying to recover economically or recover from an addiction of some sort. But even just recover from the sort of mental, emotional, and psychological abuse that they've been at the receiving end, or just the the sense of depression. Anybody listening that's ever lost a job and then tried for weeks, months, 
to gain new employment, and it's resume after resume, and you never get a call back, you never get an interview. After a while, that begins to grade on you, and before you know it, your your motivation is like, well, nobody wants me. I mean, I, you just you feel like you're a a useless individual just taking up space on the planet. And I imagine the damage to a person's psyche in that regard, as it affects and impacts their ability to get out and motivate, and you know, I'm going to go take life by the tail and go get a job, pull and myself my, up, pull myself. It, it just it, the capacity has simply been drained out of a person. It it has been. It is. And it, bless their hearts, it's understandable. Uh, life can be hard. Uh, you know, the way of the sinner is hard, according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Uh, at the Bay Area Rescue Mission and other ministries where we are actively involved in providing solutions to homelessness, more importantly, the hopelessness uh, that is really the main factor there through the gospel of Christ, through discipleship training, uh, really makes a meaningful impact. You know, the Bay Area cities, if you look at the major cities in the Bay Area, uh, what, San Francisco spends $300 million a year in trying to provide housing for the homeless uh, in a uh, non-religious, non-Christian uh, setting. There's probably $500 million a year that is being spent by cities in the greater Bay Area. Uh, $500 million a year at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, our, our annual budget's $5 million a year. And um, the uh, success rate is second to none. Yeah. And, and the reality is, at the end of the day, um, we've largely taken the wrong approach. We think homelessness is the problem. Homelessness is not the problem. Homelessness is the symptom. What really underlies all of this is a sense of hopeless, H-O-P-E, hopelessness. And what the Bay Area Rescue Mission is trying to do is to, uh, to renew hope to give people an opportunity to break the cycle of poverty and to get and not just a hand out but a hand up and out of poverty and homelessness and go back to being tax-paying, rewarding citizens that are fully contributory in their family life, their community life, their church's life, and in society overall. Well, John Anderson, I sure appreciate you taking the time to come down and help us understand what a lot of these numbers mean that we've been reading in the newspapers in recent months and and perhaps put some more um, clarity on the topic so we can understand what we're really dealing with here. You know, Thank you, Craig. It's been a pleasure for me to be able to do this. You want to help the homeless person that you see out on the streets today? Tell them about someplace where they can receive hope. Uh, yeah, it's not housing first. It should be hope first. And these other factors will change people's lives. Reverend John Anderson with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We wrap up this hour. Let me remind you that the 54th anniversary banquet of the Bay Area Rescue Mission coming up Friday, September the 27th. It'll be at the Concord Hilton in um, uh, on behalf of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. And uh, keynote speaker is going to be former mafia mob boss Michael Franzese, um, who at one point was named one of the mob's biggest money earners since Al Capone. Come hear Michael's amazing story. 
story from crime to Christ at the 54th anniversary banquet of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Again, the date Friday, September 27th, 6 p.m. at the Concord Hilton. Reservations and details available online at bayarearescue.org. That's bayarearescue.org. Six o'clock. Get a look at traffic for you right now. The latest from the KFAX Traffic Center. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.